morning. Welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. And it is a beautiful start to May. We're looking like spring is, is uh, spring has sprung definitely here in Calgary. It's been a great last couple days. And uh, as everything is melted and, and going crazy, it's good. And uh, just want to chat a little bit about our... Our first couple of days being back open, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, everybody's been very patient. First day, we'd switched our POS system, so we had a few lineups, people getting through, but it seemed to be subsided, and everyone was very patient. They're doing the physical distancing. Um, so I just want to just say thanks to everybody, and thanks for the patience, and uh, I guess we're getting used to that. Wherever we go, we're waiting in lines a little bit more now. So anyways, thank you so much. And uh, we're going to look at getting the online back up and running. It's just very hard doing both um, with the amount of volume. And and I do want to apologize on as far as emails and car. Like, honestly, we were getting 500 emails a day and we respond into what we can. But it's, it's, it is overwhelming. So I just, uh, we're, we're, we are trying our very best and, and uh, we will. Keep trying and trying to improve what we're doing. And uh, I know all the garden centers are going through the same thing. Um, we, uh, I've chatted with a couple of the other owners um, and Bill from Bluegrass up there and Colin at Plantation. And uh, everyone's working hard, doing what they can. And uh, so, again, thanks for supporting the independent garden centers. But be patient when you do go out and see us. Um, and just, just, just be patient and uh, do your thing and... Lots of lots of gardening. We're still early. It's May third. We're getting lots of product. We have lots of reserved product coming, um, as a lot of the other garden centers do as well. And uh, anyways, it's all good. I'm going to start taking calls right away, as well. We're going to be interrupted here, probably about nine fifteen ish. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau will be calling, or not calling. <laughs> That'd be funny. What do I do with my tulips out here in Ottawa? <laughs> Tiptoe through them, Mister Trudeau. And uh, and see how that goes. And enough of that, eh? We are also going to have uh, a fitness. Donna Reed's going to fitness instructor, gym owner, is going to call us around 1030 to just tell us how to stretch out. We've been sitting on the couch watching Netflix for the last month. So now we're going to decide to go and do some gardening. We should probably do a little bit of stretching. So uh, from uh, Donna from Anytime Fitness is going to come in and uh, give us some stretching advice for us gardeners and uh, and her cohort. And I have to find the name. I'm, I apologize for that. And uh, so I have a couple ladies going to call in and they're going to let us know on, on how to limber up if we're going to hand out to the garden and do our thing. And Joanna Chudy is on the text line for everybody. I've answered a couple there just before the show, but Joanna is online now, and she's going to start answering all of your texts. And are these ones, are the callers, Brian? There's a whack of them. Just, sorry, he was, uh, well, he's just going to get to answering those right away here. And it is one thing you should be doing right now is when you are watering or getting ready to go, because we just had snow like a week and a half ago. So it, on your grass, if it's nice and dry and it's in a sunny spot, you can start raking. Um, do light raking. If you're still feeling wet, just take it easy on that. 
and uh, in your in your perennial beds and things like that, you start seeing green coming up. You can start pulling out all the dead growth and and start getting everything ready to go. And uh, and it's a great time to apply your green up lawn fertilizer now. And uh, that will get into the roots and start uh, getting it going, give it that kick it needs first thing in the spring. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Darlene. Good morning, Darlene. Hi, good morning, Merle. How can I help you? A couple of questions. Yep. I have a green ash and a mountain ash that need to have branches trimmed. Is this a good time to do that? Yeah, no, ashes can be trimmed now. And uh, just with your mountain ash, you just got to be careful This when you're leaving any stuff. If you are, if you're, if you are going to do it yourself, um, just be careful. Don't go too close, or and don't leave any stumps. And they don't like to be thinned out too, too much. They like to have the shade of their branch system to keep their inners a little bit cooler. Okay, so I, I probably would have your staff come and do it. So would I just phone the store? To- yeah, actually, and uh, or you can just call Mark directly. Um, he, he is on our website, but his number is four zero three five three two. Two five zero zero, and they'll give me an estimate. Right? Yeah, Mark comes out, does free estimate, gives you a quick assessment, looks at your trees, lets you know what you need, and uh, and we'll get the work done for you. We have one uh, more question. Yeah. Uh, the quick fire hydrangea, actually, yes. your uh, staff planted a couple years ago, isn't showing yet. Should I give it some fertilizer? It's still early. Like I said, uh, hydrangeas are one of the last ones to start poking up. Like I said, we've just barely got out of the snow like a week and a half ago. And uh, so you'll start seeing the hydrangeas. I'm just starting to see willows are starting to push, some of the poplars, aspens. There's a few things pushing depending on the location they are in your yard. So just uh, just being careful, just patient with that. Definitely you could, you could give it a good, a good watering. And if you want to start giving it a bit of a fertilizer, like a 15-30-15 would be perfect for it. Okay, but I have your fertilizer too. What? Uh, yeah. What is that? Pure? No. Um, oh, the Rage Plus as well. Rage Plus. Yep, that one works as good. That one isn't mine, but that one's awesome. So you, uh, we we sell it. Recommend. I know the guy who created that, and uh, he's a independent business guy in Manitoba. Has a passion for organic uh, gardening and uh, the seaweed-based stuff. Is it's 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 awesome. So good. you yeah. can definitely get that. Will help get it going as well. Okay, and maybe on my Forsythe as well, a bit of Rage Plus. Yeah, yeah right now is perfect okay. time for that. Good. Yeah, those Thanks. should be start popping up pretty soon too. The yeah, Forsythe yeah. is the one of the first ones. So. Yeah, mine is already yellow. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But nice. Okay, All right. thank you. Thanks, Darlene. Yep, bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're still good. Trudeau's still not there. We're going to go to Jean. Good morning, Jean. Good morning. How can we help you? Uh, first of all, did you ever uh, get a new cat? No, not yet. Um, we're, we were debating how we're going to do that because it takes a special cat to work to live at a garden center. Uh, Rocky had free reign, like we can't just keep him caged up. So we have to find the right one. And uh, it was uh, it was emotional for a lot of the staff and, and the team to when Rocky left us and because uh, he was there from day one for 15 years. So yeah, we're, uh, we're looking into to, to getting possibly another one in the slower season. We just didn't want to introduce him or her in the, right during the busy season. So we're, we're, we're looking at that. Okay, great. I saw him uh, the last year. Yeah. He passed away. 
he was on the front counter. Oh, he yeah. He seemed okay, but he was sleeping, so. Oh, yeah, he did lots of that. He'd perk up. The kids would go up and, and thing. Then he'd get up and go grab a mouse or do something. <laughs> and, yeah. No, Rocky was, uh, he was one of a kind. He he would worm around that tr- the parking lot, ca- parking lot full of cars. He'd never had an issue. He'd just wander out. Everyone would stop for him, and just he would do his thing, so. Great. Okay, now, um, potatoes. Yes. Um. I've had problems with uh, scabby potatoes. Um, typically, a lot of times it's... It, are you adding compost or manure or anything well, to your I soil? Well, I think what I made a mistake is uh, one year I... Uh, my com- I have six compost bins and mostly uh, grass clippings. Yeah. Is that good or bad? It, it, it's it's good, but it's also bad. If, if you're putting it in when it's too green, too ripe... All the it, nitrogen. Okay. Yeah, you get too much of a good thing... So just really, when you're aging your compost, leave it for that full year or two Yeah, before you put is, it yeah. in. Yeah, I'm in Somerset, and I, uh, my soil is not very good here. Yeah, a lot of Calgary soil is, it's, we have a higher clay content. Yeah. So even if you just add the compost or even just bags of like our regular potting soil, like even like our spruce it up mix or, or a potting soil, Yeah. That, that really helps. Also, the hemp is a good one or the cocoa moss instead of peat moss. Okay, so I see uh, they bag the stuff between 25 and 60 liters. Yes. Now, the, uh, I don't know what's cheaper, that or... Depends uh, how much you need. Well, I could use quite a bit because it, I think there's 765 liters to a cubic yard. So okay. I, probably, I probably could use a cubic yard. Secondly, uh, uh, Norland potatoes, yep. I think, are... More resistant to scabbing than... Uh, yes, it's definitely the varieties. There's certain varieties. A lot of the thinner skin ones are a little less susceptible to the scabbing. When you get to the thicker skinned ones, like some of the baker ones, you'll get a bit more scabbing on those. But yeah. Gene, actually, you know what? I have to give away a bag. Or I don't have to. I want to give away a bag, big yellow bag. I'm going to help you out. So it sounds like you need it. You know, so, I've been trying for years. <laughs> all right. Well... The good folks at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply are going to bring you a big yellow bag, and they're going to deliver it right to your house, and you can be able to choose which one you need. So right now I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, Brian's going to take your name and number, and we'll get that delivered right to you. But we got to go. Mr. Trudeau is on his way out. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Off to you, Kevin. Uh, thanks very much, Merle. Uh, again, uh, the Prime Minister, after taking yesterday off, is uh, going to be addressing the nation. Uh, to uh, reveal, I guess, uh, the latest developments that uh, Ottawa has made uh, to address the COVID-19 pandemic across Canada. So now uh, let's get ready to go live to uh, his podium outside of Rideau Cottage in Ottawa and hear the uh, daily briefing of uh, our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. Today marks the 75th anniversary of the Battle of the Atlantic. As we remember the sailors, soldiers, and pilots who helped turn the tide of the Second World War, we honor all our veterans who stepped forward so we may live in peace. We think of the brave men and women who serve today, and we mourn the six heroes we lost just last week. To their loved ones, to those serving on HMCS Fredericton, and to all CAF members, I want to once again offer my deepest condolences to Canadians. Over the last four months, Canada has faced challenge and heartbreak on a scale we could never have expected. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, that's understandable. If you need support, that's okay. In April, 
we launched Wellness Together Canada, a website where you can find people to talk to if you're in crisis. And today, we're taking another step forward. Our government is investing over $240 million to bring healthcare online. We're expanding existing online tools, creating new virtual platforms for mental health and for primary care. Let me start with a new platform for mental health. Whether you're looking for strategies to manage stress or support from a, from a professional, this will be a resource for you. And if you're part of a marginalized community and you need specialized tools, well, there'll be specific help for you as well. If we can provide mental health support online, there's no reason we can't leverage technology in other areas of healthcare too. This $240 million investment will also include funding for virtual care for times when you don't need to see a doctor in person. Just take video conferencing. By helping doctors run appointments online, you can stay safe at home while getting care, and our hospitals can stay focused on those who need it most. If we can use apps to order dinner and video chats to stay in touch with family, we can use new technology to keep each other healthy. Today, on annonce Today un we are announcing an investment of $240 million in online care. This investment will enable us to broaden access to services and provide more resources to Canadians. These funds will be used to create an online platform that will provide a whole range of services related to mental health. It is also money that will make it possible to provide a broader range of virtual care for times when you don't need to see a doctor in person. By providing online care, we will be reaching more people and reducing the pressure on our health care system. And since we are all practicing physical distancing these days, this is the right time to invest in these solutions. To beat COVID-19, we have to think outside the box. When Canadian researchers have a solid lead, we need to make sure they can follow it up. That's exactly what we've been doing over the last two months, and we're starting to see real results. Today, I can announce that we're investing over $175 million to support the Canadian company Abcelera for their very promising COVID-19 research. They've identified antibodies that could be used in drugs to treat this virus. This new funding will help them continue their vital work and will support human tries beginning as early as July. But until we have effective treatments, or better yet, a vaccine, we still need a reliable supply of everything from masks to ventilators. So later today, Minister Anand will announce the details of a new COVID-19 supply council. This council will be tasked with finding innovative solutions to ensure our country continues to have the vital supplies necessary to keep Canadians safe. We will be investing more than $175 million to support research that is very promising, being carried out by Abcelera, a Canadian company. That company is currently trying to identify antibodies that could be used in the production of medicines to treat the virus. Our investment will allow the company to continue that research and at the same time will support clinical trials that could be 
begin as early as July. Later today, Minister Anand will provide additional details regarding the new COVID-19 Supply Council. This council will have as its mandate to find innovative solutions to ensure that we always have the supplies we need, such as masks and hand disinfectant. I want to end today, as I do most Sundays, talking to families, to parents. I know this is a tough time right now to be raising kids. Right now, you should be able to, fo you should be able to focus on keeping your family safe, not about worrying about the bills. So this May, you'll get more help through the Canada Child Benefit. When you receive this month's payment, you'll see an extra $300 per child. For families with two kids, that means an extra $600. For three kids, an extra $900, and so on. This is money for whatever you need, whether it's online tutoring or groceries. And to all the kids out there, I know things are hard for you too. I know you miss your friends, and it's not always easy to do your schoolwork online. But this isn't going to last forever. So keep planning fun things to do with your friends once this is over. Keep up on your homework. And remember, we're going to get through this together. So thanks for all your help around the house, with your parents, and in sticking together through this difficult time. Si vous êtes un parent, if you're a parent, we are going to be putting more money in your pockets this month. You will see when your Canada Child Benefit comes in in a couple of weeks that you will be receiving an additional $300 per child. That means $600 more for two children, $900 more for three children, and so on, to meet your needs, whether it is for online work or groceries. It's hard these days for families, so we are helping parents to make things easier for them. But I know it's also very hard for children. You miss your friends and you want to be outside or go to the park. I know that you're anxious to see all of this end. The good news is that we have come a long way in recent weeks, but we must continue. I know it will be difficult, but uh, if we all continue to help out around the house and remain positive, uh, we will get through this. If everyone continues to do their part, we will make it. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Prime Minister. We'll start the period of questions by the phone. Operator, it's you. Thank you. Thank you. First question, Lina Dub, La Presse Canadienne. A you. Good morning, Mr. Trudeau. First of all, I'd like a clarification about the $240 million, since it's about health care. Will you be transferring that money to the provinces? And also, we heard talking, we heard about evidence regarding the virus. And the U.S. Secretary mentioned this this morning. Well, that money is for online care and mental health services that will be available at various levels, and there will be money for the provinces as well. 
with respect to how and where this virus began. I know it's interesting to find that out, but our concern is really to ensure that we can help people now. There will continue to be questions asked and we will continue to look for answers, but right now our priority in the coming weeks must be to do everything we can to protect Canadians now. So, should I understand that you did not see that evidence that the Americans have been talking about? Well, there are a number of theories out there and we've heard concerns and hypotheses as to how all of this began. But right now, my priority is how we manage the situation. After, we can ask those questions and try to find out how this happened. While this is happening, our focus needs to be on what is happening and how we help it. There will be much time in the coming uh, weeks and months uh, for reflecting on how it happened and how we can prevent it in the future. But for now, my focus is on uh, how we make sure Canadians get all the help they can right now. Thank you. Operator, next question. Thank you. Merci. Next question, Lee Berthum, the Canadian Press, line open. Yes, uh, thank you, Prime Minister. Um, I just wanted you, if we could speak to a different topic for a second. Um, Premier Doug Ford yesterday took aim at your uh, your measures around the assault rifle ban, suggesting that the money for buybacks would be better spent on uh, border security and uh, cracking down on smuggling. Could you respond to his comments, please? We know that there is more to do on strengthening gun control in this country, which is why we're going to be moving forward uh, when Parliament allows it uh, with stronger measures around borders, uh, stronger measures around safe storage, uh, measures around handguns to permit municipalities uh, to ban handguns within their city limits. We know there is more to do, but we also know there is no place in Canada for guns specifically designed to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time. That is why uh, we are uh, moving forward with a ban on assault style, uh, military style assault weapons. Okay. Uh, we recognize that there is much more to be done to strengthen gun control, and that's why we will be introducing legislation when a parliament allows us to do that in order to strengthen border controls and introduce other measures with respect to handguns in particular and continue a buyback program for assault-type military weapons. At the same time, I can say that we realize and know that there is no place for weapons that were in Canada that were invented to kill as many people as as possible in the shortest span of time. Those uh, assault-style weapons have no place here in Canada, and that's why we have banned them. And, uh, yes, sorry. Uh, tomorrow we're going to see a number of provinces, uh, Quebec and Ontario in particular, um, start reopening uh, their economies. Um, do you have any thoughts on the measures that have been uh, announced by some of these provinces, especially Quebec, given that we've seen uh, ongoing increases in the number of COVID-19 cases? Uh, 
We all, provinces, territories and the federal government, agreed on shared principles that we believe in, in, in terms of opening gradually, opening carefully and remaining extremely vis vigilant as uh, different regions take different measures uh, to restart the economy while keeping people safe. Uh, our focus every step of the way is going to be uh, to support Canadians across the country as we move through these, uh, these next steps. Different regions will have different measures to bring in at different times and our job is to make sure we're supporting them as best we can as we go through this carefully and step by step. Okay. Uh the various provinces will be taking different kinds of action. We all agreed on basic principles and the conditions that have to be present for a gradual reopening of society. And our role as a federal government is to support the provinces in the decisions that they make and to be there to help all Canadians right across this country as the various regions begin to reopen based on their perspective and what they believe to be appropriate. Thank you. Merci. Prochaine question, Joël Denis Balavance, La Presse. À vous. Good morning, Mr. Trudeau. Now, with respect to uh, the introduction of the virus in North America, there are some sources that are saying that uh, we were misled. Now, is it the 1st of August that you have mentioned? We have always been very clear with dairy producers right across this country. And we will try to bring this into effect as soon as possible, but we did not believe that we could convince the Americans to wait until August 1st. So the, that will happen on July 1st instead. But as I've always said, there will be compensation for dairy producers. It is a very good agreement for all Canadians, but we also understand that this is an agreement that will have to result in compensation for dairy producers. Yes. If the National Hockey League starts up again, will uh, European players be allowed to cross the border even though they're not Canadian citizens or permanent residents? Well, I believe that is something we will have to look at. Now, whoever is coming in from another country will have to follow all the quarantine, quarantine rules, but we are not at that point yet in our discussions with the NHL. We realize that it is a possibility, but it will depend on many different factors, and I cannot say more at this point as to what will happen until those discussions have been completed. Thank you. Merci. Next question, Justin Ling, freelance. Line open. Good morning, Prime Minister. I, I want to follow up on Nita's question about this intelligence assessment. Um, the Fox News is reporting that American intelligence is saying there's now a growing consensus amongst major intelligence partners that uh, COVID-19 was actually 
uh, leaked from uh, the Wuhan government lab. Um, is that not your position? I mean, if, if the American uh, government is saying there's a consensus, is it not sort of incumbent on you to clarify Canada's position, given we are a member of the Five Eyes Intelligence Partnership? We have been uh, cooperating and uh, and and uh, working with uh, our Five Eyes partners from the very beginning on uh, various uh, intelligence that has come out on this and other subjects. Uh, we will continue to work with uh, intelligence agencies around the world, uh, not just the Five Eyes, but friends and partners as well, uh, and uh, look to find answers to the many questions people are uh, people are asking. Uh, but it is still too early to draw firm conclusions, uh, and indeed. Our focus remains on how we are working to protect Canadians, how we are ensuring that uh, Canadians uh, have our entire focus right now and uh, our entire ability to support them through this time. Follow-up? So, so when you say that it's too early to draw from conclusions, is it fair to infer from that that, that Canada has not come to the conclusion that this was sourced from a Chinese lab? Um, and is there any sort of investigation being ordered either by CSIS or CSC uh, to investigate those claims? We continue to work uh, very closely uh, with our partners and allies and indeed uh, independently on uh, many security issues that are important for Canadians. Uh, at this point, we are not drawing any firm conclusions. Marika Walsh with the Globe and Mail. Prime Minister, can you tell us more about the Supply Council? What specifically will it be focusing on and, and how long is its mandate? From the very beginning, we've uh, made it an absolute priority to procure uh, the necessary personal protective equipment uh, for our frontline workers in this country. Uh, we have uh, managed to work with the provinces on sourcing necessary products from around the world so that we've been able to meet the demand across the country. At the same time, we recognize that it was important to develop our own domestic capacity for PPE, uh, and that is coming online now. At the same time, we recognize that as the economy starts to open uh, in different places in different ways, uh, it is going to be important to have even more personal protective equipment for people working in the private sector in various industries, and that's why uh, we need to do everything we can to ensure uh, we're getting the right procurement. That's why we're moving forward with this Supply Council, and Minister Anand will be at the noon press conference to answer more questions on the Council. And on um, the reopening and how PPE interplays with that, should Canadians expect to be required to wear masks more frequently as this reopens? We've already seen on airplanes that masks are now required. Where else will we see that happen? I think what uh, specific rules will be in place will depend on the jurisdiction and the region in which people find themselves. Uh, we see very different realities right across the country. Uh, but certainly, uh, social distancing rules will continue to uh, apply, and uh, using masks in situations where it's more difficult to use uh, full social distancing uh, is going to be very important as well, and I'm certain we will be seeing more people using masks. Okay. Uh, the various rules that will be seen across the country will be put in place by local authorities, but there's no doubt that as we move forward and we have to continue physical distancing in situations where it may be more difficult to do that, such as on an airplane, well, clearly we will be seeing more and more people wearing masks. Mr. Janet Silver, Global News. 
You've been listening to live coverage of uh, the daily briefing from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, updating uh, Canadians on the latest developments that Ottawa has uh, taken to uh, combat the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Today's big announcement, well, there's a couple actually, $240 million will be uh, invested into healthcare initiatives online. Now, this will expand online tools, adding new services to support mental health programs, as well as virtual primary care programs. He also announced today that the government is pumping $175 million into a company called Abseller. It's a COVID-19 research company, a research company exploring antibodies, things like that. Uh, We should have more uh, from this company, I guess, later in the summer, by July. Hopefully some effective treatments. Uh, I mean, ultimately, what we need is a vaccine, but there might be some other things that can be done in the meantime while that vaccine is being developed. He also announced that uh, later today we'll get more details on the creation of a COVID-19 supply council. This council will help coordinate the gathering and distribution of various medical supplies needed in the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. And some help for Canadian families today. The government has announced in the month of May, families will see an increase in their Canadian child benefit. $300 per child. So if you are receiving that benefit, if you have one, two, three, four children in your home, maybe more, you will receive $300 additional dollars in this month's premium in the month of May. As for questions for the Premier today, or the uh, Prime Minister, sorry, uh, he was asked about the origin of the virus. There's some stories uh, that suggest that the virus was leaked out of a lab in Wuhan, China. Uh, Trudeau uh, basically saying, we're not going there right now. We are interested. We are continuing to investigate. We have questions that have not been answered. But right now, the focus of the government is on the health care of Canadians. That is what they will continue to focus on, and they will ask questions as to where the virus came from and how it was transmitted and things like that, who knew what and when at a later date. And as far as uh, provinces reopening up economies like we are here in Alberta, he said basically Ottawa will monitor what is happening and will try to support as best as possible. He was also asked for hockey fans, people going, hey, can European players return to NHL teams if the NHL decides to play hockey again? Well, that's a possibility, but they're not quite sure whether those players will be sequestered into a 14-day quarantine or not. Likely, but he says those discussions have yet to happen. So there is briefly a recap of uh, the major announcements today by uh, the Prime Minister. And uh, there will be more details throughout the day on our uh, newscast right here on 770 CHQR. I'm Kevin Osselman. You are listening to 770 CHQR. The current time, 940. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and uh, now we will get on to this. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's trusted garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, it is a bit of a different gardening season this year. It's just sort of a, we went from winter to really, really nice spring. And uh, this seems to be uh going in the right direction, which is uh, very, very good. Right now we're going to go to Marsha on the phone line, and she has some voles. Good morning, Marsha. I have one vole, and he's managed to turn my front lawn, which is on a large corner yeah. lot, into honeycombed highway. <laughs> yeah, no, they, especially like this year, 
and and years when we have heavy snow cover like we just went through, like the snow did not melt at all from basically December all the way through. We had snow cover, which which is unusual. Typically, we get January, February. We tend to get some Chinooks or somewhere some the snow will melt and come back, but. Uh, that leaves them to do whatever they want to do with no predator birds can see them so they can just go around and, and do their damage. So what you need to do is just, if it's dried out now, yep. give it a really good raking. And I would recommend you could do a little bit of a top dressing um, with just topsoil if you like. A lot of times if, the, if they haven't dug real deep, you can just... Our green it up lawn fertilizer, you get in there, it'll get the roots going again, and then basically in two or three weeks, you won't really even notice it. Like, it'll come right back up. And then if you're using our fertilizer, it'll help recover when we go through years like this because you have a lot stronger root system. I figured that's why he spent the winter there. He enjoyed it so much because yeah. the grass was so good. Yeah, no, they do because they, they have the ability, and plus there's no predators that can get at them, right? So it's uh, okay. there's not a lot we can do about it. Is keep your grass a little bit shorter going into winter time um, will help. And uh, and that's about it, really. Like, there's some poisons, or you could spray some plants, get around the perimeter. But um, once they get through that little barrier, they they get in there and they realize here's is a wide open spot where we can just bunker in and no one's bugging us. And, uh, <laughs> okay. So I figured out that he's living under my deck, and I've cleared all my wood piles out of my yeah. backyard and everything. So how do I make sure he doesn't come out again? Um, there is, like I said, there is some, there's some vole traps you can use. Okay. Um, there is some like mouse poison type, those bait traps you can use. Okay. Um, that's about, and sometimes they are like, there's voles and then there's also sometimes the field mice are very similar. They do the same thing. No, it's a vole because I looked at the tail. Oh, okay. Yeah. You seen just a tiny little stub or yep. whatever? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, though they uh, they get in there and they just make a mess and they chew a lot of the bottom of the trees and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. So I know I had a bit of that in the tree lot from our old stock that we had piled in the back or some of our potted trees. The they got in there and uh, climbed up on the pots with the snow cover and chewed away. So okay, so traps is the best. It is like it is it is tough because they have such a tiny hole. Like, it is a tough one. And once you start mowing and stuff like that, they tend to just leave. They go back to where the longer grass is, and and uh, they don't like it where where there's lots of action going on. So Okay. All, All right. right. I'll try it. Thank you. Thanks, Marsha. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go up to Janet. Good morning, Janet. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Merle. No worries. Kyle can I help you. I've got two uh, balsam fir trees in my yard in two different places. One's yep. about two feet, one's about five feet. And both of them have several branches that have some rust on them now. That And, and one of them particularly looks like it's got a winter kill rate on the on the top of the candle. Yeah. Um, if it's just, a, if it's, it's, if it's, it could be sunburn as well. When we have heavy snow like we have too, mm-hmm. um, if it is a balsam fir, which I'm amazed you're able to get one growing here. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm in Southern Alberta, uh, okay. uh, down by Waterton. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So a little bit different down there. Yeah. So it could be sunburn because when we have heavy snow cover all winter like this too, and we do get those bright days, mm-hmm. that works like a, a mirror, like it just reflects the the, uh-huh. the yeah. sun onto it. If it's, So if it's more on the south or west side. Yes. Um, 
a lot of it is sunburn. It should just grow out of it. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is if you can get some fertilizer, like a 30-10-10, a good evergreen fertilizer, give it a good slow, deep watering first. Mm -hmm. um, And I would start giving it the fertilizer now, Mm -hmm. and then that'll help push lots of new growth. And it should just grow out of that burn. You'll have a bit of ill effects. It's sort of like when we get a bad sunburn, it lasts for two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. Similar to a tree, it'll grow out of it. Mm -hmm. It just takes a little bit longer. Okay. Possibility of some windburn maybe on it too? That could be a little bit. Depends on, is it a newly planted tree or has it been... No, they're they're older, um, you know, four or five years old now. Yeah. Probably not. Like, I I would go more to the sunburn. Like, it's just, especially with the heavy snow that we had and and the reflection on, and it it tends to happen once in a while. Because those aren't really a native tree to our area either, so they're not used to... Um, that type of our mm-hmm. climate all the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Second question for you, if I can. Yeah. Um, I've got lots of mouth damage on the lawn. Is it a fertilizer? Once you kind of rake the stuff off, yeah. can it just sprinkle some fertilizer? Yeah, on it I would just. And if you can get our fertilizer because it has the high middle number, okay. this, the green it up because the other one is just all they're all the ones you get the at the regular box stores or whatever. It's thirty two zero four, and there's nothing for the root system. Mm-hmm. So when you're using the sixteen thirty two six, it really helps get the root root system nice and strong so it can mm-hmm. recover from this, these things like mouse damage or dog damage, things like that. Yep. And uh, it's able to grow through that a lot quicker. Okay. Well, I'll need to make a trip up to see you then. All right. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, Janet. All right. I got, actually, I don't have time for one more. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm going to go right to the phone line. We're going to chat with Hartley. Good morning, Hartley. Hi, Merrill. How can we help you out? Uh, we have a problem with our um, rhubarb plants. Okay, what's what's happening with them? Well, about two years ago, maybe three years ago now, midway through the season, the, the leaves started turning orange. And... By the you know by late June they were completely orange, and the uh, the, the rhubarb stalks themselves became very soft. Yeah, it sounds like um, is it in a really hot dry spot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. yeah, I think that's. It sounds like it just ran out of nourishment. So I, what I would do is recommend amending the soil, like either a sea soil or a cocoa moss or some of the hemp sense product. Um, and or a good potting soil, and just um, they need to get fed. And so, what I'd also do is get a good granular fertilizer in there. Um, you can either use the Evolve Tree and Shrub or our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer. You can mix some of that in there. It okay. just when when they get going and it's really hot like that, like in our past summer, we've had a couple dry spells. You got all that foliage, and it just there's nothing in that in the soil to maintain it. So okay. what it just, it just does its natural thing. It sh- starts shutting itself down a bit because yeah. it just, there's, cause you gotta think it's got to put out those big tubers, like those big stalks plus those big leaves. Right. So it takes a lot of, a lot yeah. of moisture, a lot of nourishment to get those to fruition. Okay. Okay. So, so I use your, your I, lo- I use your fertilizer. So yep. on the lawn, so I can use that same one and mix, yep. 
Disamend the soil first, like get some good organic matter, some compost, sea soil, or something like that. Mix it in around the soil, like amend it so it can hold some more moisture for you. And then, uh, yeah, sprinkle some of the lawn fertilizer in there or, or evolve tree and shrub, and then you should be good to go. So I have some of the compost that I picked up from the city, so yep. I mix that in there. Yep, and I'm I'm sure that's aged, and I'm pretty sure, I, I'm not sure on that program, but it should be fine, and uh, and just mix in, turn it over first, mix in your compost, and then turn it over again, the soil. Good, good. Awesome. Okay, thanks, Thanks, Harley. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And I'm going to go to Joyce. Good morning, Joyce. How good can morning. I help you? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, okay. Our show is ch- cut short. Yeah, no, we had uh, Mr. Trudeau on there for a little bit, filling us in what's going on. Yeah, we already know, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I think so for the most part. <laughs> Quit interfering with our garden, Joe. It's very important to us. Absolutely. How can I help you? I got my answer from Joanna. Okay. But I want to thank you for the delivery. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, and, and we really tried. I know we've, we, for the most part, we got everybody looked after. We did have a few people slip through the cracks and we're trying to rectify. The, I think we're missing 10 orders and we're trying to get caught up. It's, uh, but it's a whole new thing that this online world and delivering and pickups. And, yeah, and, I don't do the online thing. Yeah, just trying to, it, it's, it's a, it's a whole nother game, right? When you're not set up for it. But we learn and we're, we're going to try and keep going with it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's a whole new it's a whole new world out there. So we're learning as we go, but um, definitely not a lack of effort from our team. So that's right. Thanks, very Joyce. Busy, very patient people. Yes, we're we're all trying, and 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 I'm really really grateful. Most of the customers and everybody that's coming out, everyone's run along, and we all have to be patient nowadays wherever we go, no uh, matter groceries or. I don't or, go any place. No, I, I've been around to a few plays, not a lot either. And in wherever I go, I'm waiting in line. It's just part of the deal. So No, I won't go be going out. I haven't been out for just about two months. Anyhow. Well, that's good. Stay safe, Joyce. Yeah, say hi to Mary, too. I miss hearing her on the radio. All right. Okay. I will for sure. Thank okay. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I got time for one more. Let's go to Veronica. Good morning. Good morning, Veronica. Oh, hi there. Uh, great to hear your show. Yeah, thank you. How can I help you? Well, um, first question is about my lawn, and I, I texted in a couple pictures. Uh, I think I have a moss that's in my lawn, and it's surprising because I hardly ever water that piece of lawn. <laughs> and it's it does get sun, so it's not like shade. But um, I'm just wondering, do I – I mean, it's quite extensive, and I've just noticed it just, just like a couple days ago. And I'm wondering, well, could this be my alternative to lawn, or do I <laughs> do I get rid of it? What um, what's your la- what's the last two digits of your phone number? I'll try and look at the text. I because I just see your name. I don't know which number is yours to look at. I'm not doing the text. Joanne is doing them on the other line. So oh, okay. Um, if um, you tell me your last two digits of your phone number, I can just scroll through and see if I can see the picture. Zero five. Okay, I'll just see. Uh, um, if I can find it, but what's it doing? Cause typically if you get moss in your lawn, it's typically from a, a wetter area or something that may be in a little bit of shade or something like that. Yeah. Well, um, it's worse by the fence and the fence part is shader is more yeah. shaded, but, but the other piece of lawn has got like, it has sun on it right now. Yeah. It's yeah. So morning sun isn't the hotter. Sun. It mm. just, it's typically if there's a bit more organic matter there or if it's a wetter spot, um, do you have irrigation? Nope. 
Okay. Well, I was going to say sometimes the irrigation leaks. Sometimes they just get a little dribble out. I've seen that lots. So we try to uh, we try to get that um, rectified. Um, I would just poke some holes in it, try and aerate it, and just see if there's uh, if you can maybe just a little less water. Um, and if you're using our lawn fertilizer, that the grass will help grow through that as well. So do fertilize? Yep, definitely fertilize. Okay, I just did that. Okay, perfect. But, so, but it's not an alternative to lawn. <laughs> no, well, no, because once you get out there, there is some other alternatives like clover and things like that, but. Um, moss isn't a, no. isn't an alternative no. unless we're in Vancouver and you want to water all the time. Oh, it's too yeah, dry no. here typically. So when you get moss growing, it's um, it, it is typically a, a moisture issue. It's mm. going to be a little wetter than than other areas. Mm. All right. So no chemical. No. Well, okay. there is a moss demosser product, but I think it's more the 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 problem is. Is there so like until the you fix the problem? Otherwise, it just keeps coming back. Yeah. Okay. So, and quickly, what would I do about creeping bellflower? It's like gone nuts. Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've taken off one of the best things we had for that—that that, uh, thistle, clover thistle, and chickweed killer. Okay. Um. But they took that off the market. So all I can say is really is pulling it. Try with Killex. Mm. And uh, you just might have to get a little more often with the with the kill X, like maybe just hit it two or three days in a row. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate All right. It. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I need to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And just a reminder, around 10.35, I have Shannon Flynn and Donna Reed. They're from Anytime Fitness. They're going to give us some um, stretching instructions. So when we get out in the garden, we don't end up uh, on back in the couch with a sore back. So let's go right now. We're going to talk to Randy regarding some onion maggots. That doesn't sound good. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. Good, good. How can I help yeah. you? Well, the onion maggots, they keep coming back. We've had it for probably three, four years now. Yeah. And they tend to start, the onions will grow to about probably inch in diameter or so, and then they just rot out and die. Yeah. Get all... Do you, uh, uh, do you plant them in the same spot? No, we rotate all the time. Okay. Because that's one of the most important things. Um, we do have, like, some garden... Um, Pesticide like that you can sprinkle on, like uh, onion dust, onion maggot dust, maggot toxics oh, really? called. Yeah. yeah, we haven't heard of that one. Yeah, we've tried neem oil, we've tried cayenne pepper and chili powder. And- yeah, you need. Yeah, it, it's a it's a hard one, right? It's uh, especially like so once they dig their way in there, you don't see them because they more eat it from the inside out, sort of thing. Well, the one time I did do because uh, we have willows and they yeah. get into the into the bed. Yeah, that's the weevil. It's a little bit different. No, it's the willow. The willow roots. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so I had to clean it all out there a couple of years ago, and then I lined it with, you know, gardening fabric. Yeah. Try to hold them back, and then I saw all these little white little eggs in the soil. Yeah. Way down deep. So. Yeah, that's you can do is dig out, turn over your. So I like the, and one thing I do in the fall 
I love to just turn the soil over and leave it big and lumpy. That way, when the cold can get down there and kill a lot of that stuff down in there and sort of help sterilize yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, we never... We never rotate till or do anything in the fall. We just let yeah, it it's it's one of the best things to just just opens up the air, gets air down there, and helps get rid of some of those pests and stuff. They'll move on somewhere else where it's, it's a little warmer and things like that. So I, I like to dig like a full shovel full down, or or just do a real rough deep rotate till. Yeah, not really grind it up, but just leave it lumpy. It's about two feet deep. So yeah, leave it lumpy through the winter and. Uh, and then that'll help clean it out as well. But you can try the Magatox. Magatox. Yep. Okay. You guys have that there? Or? Yes, we do. All righty. All righty. Sounds good. Thank you Thanks, so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Peter. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, a couple, some quick questions about lawn care. Yep. Is is aeration necessary? Um, it it isn't necessary, but it does help if you have a really hard packed soil. And when you walk on your lawn, it feels really um, packed. That's like golf courses and that do it all the time on, on some of their heavier traffic areas, like where people are walking or driving the carts and things like that. Because we do have a heavy clay content in our soil. So it, mm-hmm. it does help. Right. Okay. The other question is... Um uh, it, can I dethatch it myself with a rake, or do I have to hire somebody with, no, a, with you, a machine to come? No, around? if you get a good, like a good metal tined rake, just give it a really good heavy raking like that. That that's totally fine. Okay. Yeah, or if you if you want to, every two or three years, hire a, a lawn care guy to come in and give it a good power rake. But uh, I find like a lot of times you can just give it give it a really good mowing, um, give it a good rake. And apply your fertilizer in a couple of weeks, it's all gone up, it's eaten up that thatch, and away it goes. Okay, and the other one is, um, should I dig out the uh, the broadleaf weeds myself, or should I apply something to it? I, I prefer, like, one thing, again, when you're using the green-up lawn fertilizer, it'll help choke out a lot of those weeds, so you'll spray a lot less. Um, but it's just... Sometimes a lot of them when you dig them out, you don't get right down to the root. So I just I just spot spray um, any of the broadleaf weeds in the grass and things. I just use the Killex and I just spray the weeds. I don't spray the whole lawn or anything like that. I just spray where where the weed is. Yeah, because I don't want to harm the animals. Yeah, no, and that's how I do it. I just spot spray just when I do get the odd dandelion or whatever come up. I just give it a spot spray. But I'll be honest, I get way less now since... Um, we started using the green up lawn fertilizer the last few years. It's because um, it just thickens up. Bluegrass is a natural invasive species, so the our lawn just cho- it it is, it chokes out a lot of the other weeds when you have a nice healthy bluegrass lawn. Right. And one final question is: I got excess topsoil. Could I spread it around on the absolutely, lawn? absolutely? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. right now is a great time to do it. Right after you put your rake. Do your raking, apply the lawn fertilizer, and then put a little bit of top dressing on. That's perfect. And Thank you very it, much. It I always amazes me how fast the lawn eats it up, too. Like, it, it all of a sudden it's there, then all of a sudden it's just gone. It just seems like it's always amazing how it just, it just gobbles it up. So Great. You've answered all my questions. Perfect. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, Peter. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go up to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. How can I help you? I've got some agricultural fertilizer. It's zero, zero, zero. What can I use it for? Yeah, I, that really has nothing in it. If it's just zero, 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 like it's really, it's just a filler. Like there's no nutrients in there. 
Okay, so, so it doesn't really make sense to to use it on anything, like. <laughs> yeah, I got a full bag of it, and I just wanted to. Yeah, know. I'm not even sure what um, what that would be used for. So, because really, there's no numbers, so there's no trace elements. Yeah, I was using it uh, partly for a hayfield years ago. So okay. I, so that's why I was curious what what I can do with it. Yeah, usually they all have a number like a forty six zero zero or thirty four zero zero. But if it's just zero zero zero, um, it it there's nothing in it. It's just the filler. Okay. So it really it won't do anything. It's more of a yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Jim. Bye bye. Bye bye. And I'm gonna go up to Jane. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Oh, I'm uh, having a problem, an issue with the soil in my garden and in my raised boxes. I've got uh, several boxes, actually, that just fit onto one of those wooden picnic tables. So it's a raised bed. Yeah. But I don't know what to do about the soil in the garden. At one end of my garden, it's very, very lumpy and kind of... A bit clay. I have, I've been adding zeolite, and in my uh, boxes, I've had mostly peat moss and uh, potting soil. Yeah, which is perfect. So okay. you might even want to just take the stuff out of your boxes if you've already used it, uh-huh. and, and put it into your garden because that it works as a good soil amendment. You can mix that into your your natural soil, okay, and then refill your boxes with fresh potting soil. Okay. Because then that organic matter going into the garden works really good as a soil amendment. Okay. Am I am I using any specific type of soil for those? Is it different than what I would use for my garden? What I actually did is take some garden soil. I mixed it in with potting soil and peat. Yeah, it just it gets pretty heavy. So that's the only thing. Like so, that's good for the garden. But I find like in your in your boxes, I like to use this like the soilless mix, like the ones we did when I was doing the gardening. On global TV with Leslie, we did. We just used our spruce it up all-purpose soil. It's a soilless mix, and uh, it works really good in boxes because it's nice and airy. Lots of roots can go in there. Your radishes, your everything, carrots, potatoes, and then all your leafy stuff will grow really well in that. Okay, uh, that becomes really pricey, doesn't it, to do all the boxes? Um. Depends on how big a box in that is. Because our, our bags, if we have like a three foot by two or a three foot by six foot box, it takes two bags. So it's $30 roughly to fill that up. So it's it's not, it's, I, I, I guess it's all relevant. I guess to help, if you're going to do lots of gardening, yeah, then more soil you need is going to cost obviously a little bit more. So is the, um, and also you could order the big yellow bag too. Like they have one for veggie gardening if you want to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few different um, um, solutions, but just uh, yeah. What is the volume of that bag? The big one cubic bag? foot. Sorry. One cubic yard. One cubic yard. Yeah. Okay. And would that be a good amendment for my if I bought the same one for the garden? Yes, absolutely. As yep. well as, um, okay. Yep. And how about raspberries? Is that something that I would use for my raspberry? Bush? Yeah, you can mix it around your raspberries. Absolutely. Amend your soil. These are all great soil amendments. All right. So all right. Um, tell me, please, the yellow bag is not soyless mix. It's actually... 
it's soil, but they have soilless components mixed into it. Like they have um, peat moss and and uh, manure and compost and all that mixed in. But they have a different kind for different things. Like they have a veggie blend, a garden blend. Like we have a garden soil as well in bulk. So okay, so it's it's more cost effective to buy it in bulk. Um, you can do both. If you need more than one yard, um, yeah, pr- check your pricing. But, yeah, we deliver it in bulk as well. You don't so, deliver out of town, though, do you? How far? Uh, an hour, about an hour northeast. Yeah, probably not. I'd, I'd probably There's probably somebody up in, in Olds or something, too, that you could probably get from up there. Mm, okay. I think because even from, even yeah, I would check. There's definitely someone up in the Olds area or Red Deer. We're actually not too far from Eagle Lake. It's probably just as well to go. Yeah, to absolutely. Give right. them a shout. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to Kim. We'll do one more before the break. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. How oh, can I help you out? season is here. It yes, is. It is. Yes. It's nice, isn't it? It is. Uh, so I have a little concern only because I only did about 30 feet of my 60 feet worth of very old lilac that became a, a, an eyesore. So I took down, like I've heard, I've read that you shouldn't take down more than a third of your shrub. But It depends what, if it depends what you're doing. If you're just pruning... Yes, that rule of thumb is correct. But if you're okay. doing a rejuvenation, like if you have a whole lot of dead wood and disease, right yeah. down to the ground. And I've done that with lilacs, nine barks, spireas, potentillas. Um, okay. Yeah, lots of shrubs. Okay, so I've been gardening so many years, and do you know what? I'm not seeing any green coming up at all. Yeah, no, because like, we got to remember, it was just depending on how much sun you have. It was only like it was only a week and a half ago we had a foot of snow on our ground, right? So yeah, yeah. like okay. in our tree lot we're still pulling like trees that are still frozen in the back corner okay. in the shade. Like we still have so two I'm, inches of ice in the in the corner of our tree lot. So I'm chomping at the bit then. Yeah, My garlic just, is up, that's a good thing. Yep, yeah, some of those things go I've seen some tulips up in some in some sunny yeah, spots. I, I've had uh, daffodils already flowering. Yeah. Yep, so, so in certain yeah. sunny spots for sure, but depends how much sun is hitting. It's still early. It's only May 3rd. And like I said, I still have a two inches of ice in the back corner of our tree lot, so it's... Okay. Well, I know every lot has a, probably about five different microclimates. Absolutely. So. Hey, can I ask one more question? Yeah, one more quick one. Okay. Um, being of older generation, I'm, I'm not too privy... In my brain, what a cubic yard measures out. I know it's length times width times height. Yeah, it's I sort know. of, it's roughly four feet by four feet by four feet, like it looks like a okay. big cube. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two bobcat buckets is a cubic yard each. Okay. Alrighty. And, uh, one other question, quick like. I, I pruned off a. Some... Actually, I got to take a break. I'm just okay. going to uh, put you on hold. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. All right, I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calories Trusted Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm just going to go back to Kim. She had one quick question, and uh, we'll have to make it quick, Kim, because yeah, I got lots and lots of callers. For sure. So my neighbor, I um, pruned some of their um, self-seeded elderberry and i know it's blowing up all over the internet this elderberry you can grow and have make your own syrup so on and so forth so my question i've got it in a jar of yeah. water and it's already leafing out and i was just going to put in some peat moss and yeah. some soil and yeah, get it rooted up with it? and then plant it outside about the end of june Okay. You get so it all rooted up, put it outside during the day, and and if it's it's above zero, um, just as soon as you get some good root system, then you can plant it outside. So my question, should I cut my two-foot branch that I pruned off and it's already leaping out, should I cut it 45-degree angles and six-inch pieces? Um, you could do that and create some more for sure. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go for it. All right. Thank thanks, you. Kim. Bye-bye. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to go down to Corrine. Good morning, Corrine. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? I have a hydrangea that I received last year for Mother's Day, okay. and it, it went down and died to just about a little twig, and over the winter I've been kind of just nurturing it, and it's now got a whole bunch of top buds on it. Nice. Through, and I just gave it a little bit of plant food. Um, now I have a big cluster that's just popping through the dirt at soil level. Yep. That'll just be a new growth coming up. It should be just maybe a couple new branches. Okay, so don't. So was this one of the blue or or pink ones? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So typically, and they make great house plants, but you can put them outside um, once we're past the frost thing. They're Mm -hmm. not really hardy to grow as a shrub outside, but they make they make a great um, house plant, and that's great. You got to grow again and and bud because typically they go through a dormant period. And mm-hmm. then you got to bring them back. So that's that's great that you've been able oh, to get okay. it to survive. So the question was just like leave that little cluster. It's not yeah, let, yeah, let it come up. I, it's hard to know, but I, I'm just thinking like I know hydrangeas pop up from the bottom, so it's just sending up a new growth. Right. Um, so it should be fine. Um, and then, like I said, I like putting those in the center of a, one of my flower pots outside, so you can plant petunias or or something mm-hmm. else around it. Okay. It's doing really good in my north window Perfect. of my house. So Perfect. I just kept it there, and I just, like I say, it's re reburst. so I'm happy about that. That's good. Um, and I just planted a couple of the new uh, dwarfs outside, the spruce dwarfs, and they've got a big rust and needle, brown needles around the center of both of the pyramids. Um, if it's just in the center, that could be just a normal shed. So make sure you give them a good water here in the spring. And uh, and that should help. If it's just in the center, that's a, could be just a bit of a normal shedding period. Okay, so we'll yeah, just keep an eye. Hopefully, it doesn't spread to the outside. Okay, sounds All right. great. Thank Thanks. you. Have a great day. You okay. too. Bye bye. All right, I'm gonna go. Where am I at for time? I'm good. I'm gonna go to Joyce. She has some gladiolas. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. How can I help I you? I have uh, have some gladiola bulbs, and I haven't grown glads. I don't know, for 40 years. Uh, and so I can't remember what I should do with them before I plant them. Um, really, there's not much to do. As long as they're nice and firm, they're not soft and mushy, mm-hmm. that means they're good. Um, and you'll be able to tell that there's sort of a round divot on the bottom of one, on the bottom of the bulb. Yep. So that obviously faces down. Um, put them in and just bury them so just the top, like, half-inch sticks up. 
and uh, I'd put them into six or eight inch um, pots to begin with. And you can start those anytime. Or if you want to put them right outside, you could do that as well. When you say uh, half an inch, so you're not burying them completely. You're no. leaving the bulb partially exposed. Yeah, just partially exposed, the top half inch or so. Oh, okay. Yeah, just My a bit. Just so used to just see the tip in, uh, sticking out sort of thing. Okay. My mom used to soak them in a, a solution of water and Dettol. Do, do you do that anymore? I've never have, actually. We used to plant okay. hundreds of them and just, um, we would just, as long as they're nice and healthy, we would mm-hmm. just put them in into the pots. I like to start them a bit earlier, so right now I would start them, and uh, that way when you put them outside, you're going to get blooms before September because they, they take a while to get up and going and, and to bloom, so... Um, Are you I, just starting them with um, peat moss then? Yep, yeah, or potting soil. Yeah, okay. just put them into a potting soil and uh, put them in a nice, bright, sunny spot, and away you go. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joyce. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I need to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Hello there. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to do a quick um, call with Donna Reed, and she is from Anytime Fitness. You have a couple locations. Good morning, Donna. Hi. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. So, you know how we all, uh, we're going to get into the gardening spirit here, and uh, we got to haul our butts off the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's nice. Spring has finally arrived. Yeah, and and especially in in times like this, obviously this year's a little bit different. We've all been inside a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and right now, unfortunately, your gyms are closed for the time being. Yes, they are. Yeah, so, um, and you have a couple of uh, Anytime Fitness, correct? I do, yeah. We have one located in Chaparral and we have one in Deer Ridge. Okay. Um, Yeah, and so we, we closed down in the middle of March there when this, when this whole thing started. Okay. Um, so now that uh, spring is here and uh, we can't go to the gym to limber up our, our, our muscles <laughs> and things, we want to get out and, uh, and start doing a little bit of gardening. What can we do to, to do this? Like, you know, what can we do? What kind of stretches? I know we were trying to get Shannon on, but my other, my phone lines are jammed on the other one, so I can't get her through. So it's just Everybody you and I. Can- Everybody's uh, excited to to be outside and talk about gardening now. Absolutely, have, absolutely. Right? So, I think I think it's interesting because we've been home for for seven weeks now, and and uh, so having the weather turn nice is is um, is allowing people to get outside and start in their gardens, and people are itching to to do something. Right? Absolutely, and you don't want to. And what we want to do um, is is get out and hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so exactly. I would. Uh, so what? What kind of stretches can we do? I think I think it's really important when you when you're spending all day in the garden. You're typically crunched over. You're kneely. You know, you're you're really really um, kind of staying in the same position a lot, a lot. If you're if you're down in the garden, sometimes if you're fencing, you're kind of normally doing naturally doing squats, I guess, because you'll be painting, you're standing up, lowering, lowering yourself down. And, 
and uh, getting in quite a good workout. But I think it's really important that before we go out to the garden that we start to stretch a little bit. Maybe we stand. Um, just standing and reaching down and touching your toes is good, right? So you're stretching out your lower back. Um, really um, working on your core, maybe doing some spinal twists. Um, opening up the core, opening up your back, warming everything up, uh, which is really important. It's, it's a lot of core work and a lot of a lot of back work when you're when you're out in the garden. Oh, absolutely! Think, and your and just your arms. You're going to use muscles that you haven't used for six months because we've been locked up, right? So <laughs> exactly. So you don't want to wake up the next day and say, "Oh my God!" So it hurts so bad. Yes. I think another important thing when you're when you're gardening is to remember to stop and take a break every every. You know, maybe every half hour you get up and you take a walk and you stretch out your back, you stand up straight, do a nice big stretch so that you're you're um, you're always moving yes. right, and doing something different. Um, another important thing, I think, when we're out in the garden is to stay hydrated. I know yep. yesterday we were out in the community yesterday and everybody was out in their out in their yard because it was so. The weather was so beautiful. Everyone's raking and doing all their spring cleanup, right? So it was pretty warm out there. So drinking lots of water and staying hydrated. Yeah, so just like our trees and shrubs, is uh, <laughs> we have to keep ourselves hydrated. And water is the best thing. Um, you can wait for the cervezas till the end of the day after you do all the heavy lifting, and uh, and once you earn that cerveza, then you can have a you can have a beer or something after that. But yeah, so just so just some good stretching, stretch out your limbs, your back, um, and and just get your body moving a bit before you just go out there and dig in and uh, and end up stretching or hurting your back somehow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Protecting your back and your core is so important. Um, with with everything that we do in life, right? And gardening for sure is one of those things that really um, really tax our bodies. So it's very important too. Why? Well, yeah, I uh, noticed that if you if you haven't skied for a while or if you haven't done certain things, it's your it's muscles that you haven't used. So so if there's a couple, you're saying like bend down, touch your toes to stretch out, maybe put your arms over your head exactly. and. Stretch nice and tall, really reach for the ceiling, stretch nice and tall. Um, maybe hold your arms by your side with your hands up by your shoulders and twisting. Okay. Right? Are, you twisting doing any, left, uh, right? are you doing any online videos at all for people to look at? or? We are. If you go onto our Facebook pages, we yep. have Anytime Fitness Chaparral and Anytime Fitness Deer Ridge, and we post daily content on there. Um, exercises we can do, the... The workouts take anywhere from 15 minutes to a half hour. Um, well, maybe, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you and Shannon can do a quick gardening one for our people to check it out because it's a little easier, maybe. To see. <laughs> we will absolutely, we will absolutely do a garden specific. All right, a spring cleanup one for you guys. Awesome. Well. I know we can talk about stretching a bit more, but I got a lot of calls, so I really appreciate your time, Donna. And unfortunately, we weren't able to get Shannon on. All the other all the other lines were filled up, but we will we'll definitely try to get you guys back on, and we can um, elaborate a bit more. But also check out uh, Anytime Fitness Chaparral, and they'll have some videos up there to check out for some stretches and stuff to help you out. Absolutely. Thanks, Merle. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take one quick call before the break. And uh, we're going to go to Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. How can I help you? I have a cedar bush. It's about 30 years old. And every year I trim it. It's very healthy. But this year it has um, about a foot wide 
round spot that goes from the top to the bottom. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's hard to say what maybe caused that. Could be a little... Is there any physical damage? Sometimes if it's at the top, I think sometimes something gets in there and maybe bent up, broken a branch or anything no, like that? No, nothing like that. Okay. Um I'm just maybe go look and see if there's any kind of uh, scabs or little lumps on it or anything like any kind of fungus. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of weird when it's just at the top. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's no, something it goes from the top all the way to the bottom. Oh, really? Like all the the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. And it's not a solid brown. There is some green in it, but it's I, I wasn't noticing. Is it facing the south spring. side that's doing that? Yeah. Okay. I, it could be sunburn as well. Okay. If it's all on one side facing the south. Yeah. Um, typically, with like I was saying to an earlier caller, when we have the heavy snow that we've had, it uh, reflects off there and then burns it just like sunburn. Oh. Oh, okay. So it works like a mirror, right? The sun, if you go out, I remember like in the old day, we'd go skiing and you'd go up in, at sunshine and, and you'd ski in April or May or something and you'd just be, you'd just, everyone just get sunburned like crazy because the, the reflection yeah. from the snow. So same thing on our trees and shrubs. So then it probably should go away? Yeah, it'll grow out of it. So yeah. I just give it a good soaking on the bottom and then give it a fertilizer with 301010. Um, sort of once every couple of weeks up until mid-July, okay. and then that should definitely help out. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and we've all had a little bit of too much time on our hands lately, so it's good that uh, spring has sprung and we can get out in the yard and do some gardening, and we're going to go to Melanie right now. Good morning, Melanie. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. How can we help you? Well, sorry, I was actually on speakerphone because I there was you are. in my garden. <laughs> That's better. Nice. <laughs> Um, I have two, uh, they're probably, my community is about seven years old, and they're two large um, crab apple trees, yep. and I want to fertilize them. They're about two feet trunk diameter, roughly. Okay. And I'm just wondering what I do. Um, there's a couple <laughs> things you can do. You can call our Prune It Up Tree Care Division. They do deep root injection fertilizing as well, so you could do that, or okay. you can get a good soaker hose. And lay it around the drip line of your tree, so that's sort of around the outer outer branch tips. Okay. And just put a soaker hose on there for five, six hours, just so it soaks in, gets the ground nice and moist. Okay. And that's just called slow, deep watering. And then I would fertilize any of my flowering trees and shrubs with a um, a lawn, like we have 15, 30, 15. It's a, it's a water-soluble fertilizer. Okay. Yeah. And, and then just mix it with water into a five-gallon pail. Okay. And then on a tree that big, I'd probably do five pails, sort of go around, yeah. go around the perimeter of the drip line. Okay. And, and you said 15, uh, 30, 15, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, higher okay. mill number helps with blooms and fruit and stuff like that, but you're, you're not really doing, it depends, I'm not sure if it's a one that you would get edible fruit or is it just an ornamental so, crab? They're just ornamental. Yeah, so this will, the phosphate <laughs> will help promote lots of flowers for you. Okay, and sorry, did you say put the fertilizer around the drip line? Yes. 
okay, I guess with if there's concrete in the way or back out. Yeah, you just got to go into wherever you can, the soil closest to the root system. And it's okay for grass? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, Wonderful. might even be a little greener in a couple of those spots. So, Can I ask you another question? Sure. We have a happy centennial, and uh, it doesn't even seem like it's budding out. Should we maybe... Fertilize, fertilize it, that? Yeah, you, you can with the same thing. It's still okay, a bit early okay. too. Like I'm, I'm just starting to see growth on a lot of little shrubs. Like very oh, okay. little. A lot of stuff is still sitting. Like it's still pretty early. So, okay. just okay. You, you will start seeing once the ground has to warm up a bit. We've had a couple warm days now, a week or so of, of decent weather. But it it takes a bit. The ground's got to warm up. If you dig a bit of a hole and you stick your hand in there, you'll see how cold it is. So. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank All you right. very much. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. All right, let's go to Margie. Hi, Margie. Hi. How can I help you? I'm on the warpath with red lily beetles. Oh, those are nasty. I've been picking and killing, um, picking and drowning for the last couple of years, and I can't seem to find anything that I can put in the soil to stop them like I used to do with rotenone. Yeah, they've gotten rid of that. So we have diatomaceous earth is, is one that you can use a bit with that. But the lily beetles, they come up and then they stay on top, right? Yeah. Um, so we've had some good success with ambush on that for spraying them. Okay. Um, some people have had good luck with pure spray green as well. What's the, that one? Yeah, pure spray green. Pure spray green, okay. Yeah, it's it's similar to the neem oil. And then one other one we have, it, it's it's one of the kills, kills all. It has a bit of a residual on it, and it, it works really well. It gets okay. about 20 different critters, so. Okay. It's hard, like those things get in there, and they just decimate, so. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many I killed last year with my... So the big main thing is do a really good cleanup this spring around them and even spray the soil. Okay. Like with the pure spray green or the ambush and that because they start, they come out of the soil around that area. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing them up on the sidewalk and I I caught some on my tulips yesterday. Oh, really? (laughs) He was just walking around. He wasn't eating, but he was just having a stroll up there. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Thank Thank you, Margie. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, I think I got time for one more before the break. Let's go to Rio. Good morning, Rio. Hi, good morning. How can I help you? I've got an issue with sod webworms. We live out west of Rocky Mountain House, and yep. I've, got a large, I've got a large lawn, and it's I mulch it and uh, rake it a couple times a year. So, but I've gotten quite an infection of those webworms. Okay, um, and are you seeing the little worms? I've seen the little worms, yes. Okay, so a product called BTK will help with that. Okay. okay. It's uh, it's it's ones that we use for for maggots and worms and and uh, those kind of caterpillar-type problems. Okay, so we would put that on a couple applications of it? Yeah, then? in the areas where you see it, you mix it with water and you can spray it on. Okay. Okay, we can give that a try. And the mulch on that, uh, I know it's not the best to leave mulch no, on No, because you're creating habitat, which is good for some things, but for your lawn, you just want to, and again, in the fall, mow it down a little bit, give it the good raking, and then if you're if you're able to get uh, a good lawn fertilizer on there, like our Green It Up stuff, um, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference. It's able to grow through a lot of these things a lot quicker. Sure. Okay, no, All I right. appreciate it. I got it written down here. Thanks ever so much. All right, thanks, Rio. Yep, bye. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Helen. Good morning, Helen. Good morning. How can I help you? Well, I have a couple of questions, Merle. Yep. Um, we're going to take a portion of our garden this year and just concentrate on killing off a bad patch of weeds. Now, if we use Roundup, how mm-hmm. long before we can safely plant veggies? Like, could we plant next year? Um, if I, I'll be honest, myself, I don't know 100% the answer. If I was going to grow veggies in something, I wouldn't use Roundup. Uh, myself, I would dig it out and I'd build a raised bed on top of the area, like dig out the weeds and then maybe do a raised bed and just put fresh soil on top. Oh boy, like it's a big, it's a big garden. Okay, yeah, I would just maybe till it. I just, I, I, I don't know the residual. I just, and I don't feel a hundred percent confident saying. They tell us that it goes sterile as soon as it touches the ground. Like they say, it's safe like within weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't know. If I would do it with, if I was growing vegetables myself, like I, I, I'd have a hard time saying that that's good. Okay, I was hoping maybe in a year it would. Yeah, it, like I said, they tell you it is, but like I don't know. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't feel great about that. I would just, I would top, I would put fresh soil on top then, like maybe get some, because you're gonna go through a lot of work and money spent on that anyway. So maybe get a couple loads of garden mix dumped on there. And just raise it up higher because a good raised bed is grows nicer veggies, anyways. Yeah, the chickweed will probably grow through it, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's going to come back again, anyways, right? So it's um, if you keep on it, like when they're young, like when the weeds first start coming up, it's a lot easier. Okay. Even if you spray Roundup, if you don't do anything for for a couple of three or four weeks, they come right back, anyways, right? Oh uh, yeah. Yep. So the, uh, like. In in shrub beds and things like that, like I, I use Roundup myself, just spot spraying crack grass and stuff because it's just so hard. The more you dig it, the more you create. Right. But if I was doing veggie gardens, I I don't feel great about using Roundup in there myself. So okay, all right. Now I want to ask you about your lawn fertilizer. Yes. Okay, it's to green it up. Yes. And this will choke out weeds and yes, dandelions? Yes, it does. It definitely does. Like you, you, It doesn't just choke them all out immediately, but it definitely helps. You get way less weeds, so then you just spot spray with Killex or something like that or pull them out. Right. Now, um, but, we are on an acreage. Yeah. So, um, and you'll water to... way less. You probably water half as much because you, what you're doing is you're building up a really strong root system. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other stuff typically you're buying is 3204, and it's all nitrogen, so it, just, it gets it nice and green quick, but then as soon as we get into to the heat of the summer, it dries out. And there's no root to sustain the foliage up top. So okay, so okay for green it up. How many bags? One bag covers about three thousand square feet. Oh, okay, that sounds good. And you deliver in the city. Um, any chance this is available at the Olds College? No. Not hey. No. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all shut down right now. Anyways. Right, and is it? Do you need to water it in after? Yeah, it's good to. You don't have to. As long as it's spread properly, it's fine. Okay. All right. Yeah. We cut down the lilac bush. Now, should we be fertilizing? Yep. You can definitely do that. 15, 30, 15. Okay. Would All right. 2020 work? Yep. 2020 is a great one. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I might be able to squeeze in one more. I'll go to Rose and Tabor. Good morning, Rose. Good morning. <clears throat> good morning, Merle. How can I help you? Excuse me. My daughter has a Nanking uh, uh, cherry bush, yep. and it, it uh, hasn't uh, 
uh, greened up or no leaves for the last few years. She's just kind of left it. But it used to be a, re- you know, a really a good bush, a lot of fruit. Now it isn't. And uh, the branches now are dry and they break off. But she said um, it's sort of like in two trunks. Now the bottom is starting to shoot some green. Yeah, so uh, what growth. I would, rem- like, I'd almost take that right down to the ground and just do a rejuvenation of that. Yeah, that is. That's what I thought. I said, yeah. don't dig it up. You think yeah, it'll just be take okay? It, yeah, I've done it with uh, double flowering plum. I've done it with Nanking cherries. Just take it down to like four to six inches. Four to six inches. Yeah, okay. and it'll just all that growth. You, see that way, it's not trying to fight through all the deadwood. All the good energy is going to go to all new growth. It's not going to try and rejuvenate that old deadwood. Oh, perfect. All okay. right. And uh, should she fertilize when she does? Absolutely. This? Yep. With what? 2020, 20, it was a great one. 15, 30, 15, 15 it was great. 15, 30, 15. Okay. Yep. Can I ask one quick one? Actually, I'm out of time. Um, I can put you on hold and I can take you offline. And also I got Don, Dale, and Nina, and I can take them offline as well if you guys okay. want to wait on there. Okay, I'll um, wait. I just have a quick yeah, one. Yeah, I'm just at the end of the show here and I got to, uh, I got to say goodbye. Okay, so, thank you so much. All right, I'm just going to put you back on hold. All right, again, thanks to everybody, and uh, don't forget, stay your distance, physical distance, all wherever you if you happen to go out, wash your hands, all that stuff you hear from all of us, and uh, and stay safe, people. And till next week, we'll we'll be back here on news or on 770 CHQR.